Hey, this is Cultivating Wellness Media. I'm your host, Lara Ashley, and I'm obsessed with all things business, marketing, and wellness. I'm a habitually leap of faith kind of girl, leaning in and saying yes wherever feasible. This has led me on an incredible journey, both personally throughout the world and professionally, from acting to the always evolving digital advertising world. Throughout our time together on this podcast, I'll bring you insights from leaders in the advertising, data science, and wellness industries to transform your brand presence and most importantly, your business returns. Think of this as your insight into the leap of faiths of others to propel your next adventure. So get ready to be challenged and take action. This is Cultivating Wellness Media. Hey, this is Cultivating Wellness Media, and I'm your host, Alara Ashley. I am so excited today to introduce you all to Tiffany Lewis from Cookies with Tiffany. She has an amazing story about how she's merged her communications degree and her love of baking and used that to create community through cookies. I can't wait to dive in, learn all about her and her mission uh, that she has developed through her company. So hi, Tiffany. Tiffany, welcome. Hi, thanks so much for having us. We're thrilled to be here. Yes. So I am just absolutely, I heard you on a podcast and I knew I wanted to talk to you and learn more. And I think the biggest reason that I really loved hearing you on the Entrepreneurista podcast was describing the choice of name of your company and that you were really, really intentional in the words that you used and the reasoning behind them. So would you mind diving a little bit into that? I think that's a great way for everybody to kind of understand holistically what what you've built. Yes. And I'm so glad you asked that. I actually get asked that a lot. And everyone says, why are you doing, aren't you cookies by Tiffany? And then, and so the whole idea of our company, which we'll talk more about is really bringing people together with cookies. And so it's less about me, me and you, it's more about us. Right. And so, um, in the very beginning, when I was thinking of names, I thought, okay, well, what's the goal? What's the purpose? Why are we starting? What's the mission? And everything gets back to community togetherness, and and really that's it, right? And so for me, by saying bye, it feels like it's you and me, and I really want to create us and we and togetherness. And so the width is very purposeful. Yes, it was on purpose. And it's all about just kind of creating this environment that encourages people to come together with one another with a cookie in hand. And so we can kind of play off of that too. But that's really the ultimate um goal for our company is coming together with others. And I feel like it needs to start right in the title. So that's, that's why. Great question. I love that. Now I really have to say, I have a personal experience of how cookies brought me together with people. Um, when I re-entered the workforce back in March of 2022, I had been out for about six years and not that water cooler talk was really big back before that, but water coolers are that kind of like idea of water cooler talk has gone away with the emergence of all these technologies where we kind of just chit chat throughout the day on various platforms. And I found that the biggest connecting point with all of my coworkers was when cookies showed up at the office. And as <laughs> soon as cookies showed up, everybody kind of like swarmed. And it was this moment of like shared experience and 
intentional uh, communication and connection in person that I absolutely loved. And I, I never realized how important community was to me in the workplace until I experienced this moment in this uh, specific work environment. What is, do you think it is that's that emotional, creates that emotional connection and nostalgia around a cookie and that joy of giving and, and connecting? Yeah, it's so true. And as my t-shirt says, I don't know if you can see it, it says, every day is a good day for a cookie. Here we go. Every day is a good day for a cookie, but it's so true. Right. And it's, um, and I think I love what your story about the water cooler, because that's exactly where this whole idea started a long, long time ago was, you know, the water cooler concept when I had a job relocation to Ohio. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that, but it's just like that perfect little tie-in because that's exactly what I experienced as well. I worked in a major company. I didn't know anyone. I was, you know, in Ohio and I would bring cookies to work. And it was amazing how many people came together. And I met so many people simply by that simple exchange of, Hey, would you like to try one of these cookies? I made them over the weekend, by the way, it gave me something to do because I didn't know anybody. <laughs> so I, you know, it was kind of a win. It gave me something to do, like going to the store, thinking about what I wanted to make, making them, trying them, you know, giving them to my neighbor and then bringing them to work. Like there's so many points in that process that gave me something to do. And every part of that was so joyful. And then the ultimate, you know, point was being able to share that with my colleagues and creating that wonderful community. So the water cooler is so important. And I think especially today, like you were saying, you know, we just came off of a couple of years of everyone isolating, right? And so we were told not to go to the water cooler. Don't touch the water cooler. Don't go near the water cooler. Bring your own water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now we get to like come back together and as we feel comfortable and come back together and share a meal and share a water cooler together, like cookies are great for that. So I love, I love that. And that's really like the kind of the founding, the foundation of really how we started our company was that water cooler. Yes, absolutely. And, and you touched on a little bit there that you moved to the Midwest and you were in a, at a major corporation, kind of a big shift and change in your life. Is, is that probably the biggest leap of faith you've ever taken in your life? Or do you think there's other leaps of faith that you can think of? I always love the concept around leaps of faith and kind of that bravery that comes in doing something that maybe is unexpected to other people, but you feel so passionately in your heart is the right decision for you, uh, as scary as it may feel. Have you ever had any of those types of moments? I would say that was, that has to be the biggest one because I was the middle of January. I'm from Seattle. You get a little bit of snow, but when, when this, this city closes in anticipation of snow, like it's not even snowing yet. And they're like, we're going to close the schools tomorrow. We're going to close. It's like, what? It's not even snowing. Uh, Are we sure? Um, And so I moved to Ohio where I'm at work and there's six inches of snow. I'm like, should we go home now? Like, oh no, no, we're good. You'll know when it's time to go home. Like I would have already been home before it even started snowing. So, you know, that was like a big transformation for me and a big, um, 
you know, personally, but also for my career, it was a great choice to do this, that move. So that was definitely the biggest one. There's a lot involved in that. But the other time I would say they'd be going to university. I'm from Seattle, small family, uh, very tight family. We do everything together. We, you know, we really believed in that family meal after school. We ate together every night. And then I'm moving to California and I don't know anybody again. And I played sports. So that gave me a team and a family immediately. I got there early and you know, I, I met people and my roommate was also on the volleyball team. So I had that family. That was terrifying. I mean, because it's the first time I've lived away and I'm 18 or 19 years old. And so uh, that was a big moment too. But um, I wish I had a kitchen then so I could, so I could have made cookies then as well. <laughs> right. Yes. I, so. I likewise played sports and I've found that to be a great way to form community early on, kind of have that set group of people that you were say, seeing day in and day out. And and when that goes away, it's kind of a hard shift and a rude awakening into adult life when you don't necessarily have that same like guaranteed built-in group of people that you see all the time that you did from community. Do you think that maybe inspired you to, to also dive into kind of creating community in a different sort of way and thinking outside the box? Sure. I think so. I mean, my whole life I've craved um, community and I've, I, I get energy from being around people. Um, sure. I could be by myself, but I'd much rather be around people. And so that's just kind of naturally me as a person is just, I love to eat with other people. I like to go do things with other people. And, you know, as we speak right now, I have my dog down here. So he's my people too. And he's with me. So, you know, my whole life has about been around bringing people together and sharing. And usually food has been what's done that it's been the vehicle. So what it was our dinner every night and my mom cooked every night and we sat down together and now it's cookies. Absolutely. I think it was just in my nature, in my blood to, to do something that formed community, brought people together, helped others and just brought joy. And so it's interesting when you're younger and you're going off to, I have a bunch of college kids that work for me, the actually seniors that are just going to college right now. And I'm like, I'm so excited for you because like, there's so much you don't know, right. About yourself. Like if I would have known back then that I was one day going to have a cookie company and we're going to be this national company shipping everywhere and selling cookies at the Mariners game. I mean, that would have been really cool. So, um, it's just, you know, it's like trusting the process, right. And, and opening yourself to kind of understanding what are those traits that are you're really passionate about? And for me, it's community. And then how can you work that into a profession, a career, a passion, a whatever? And so mine was it's cookies. And the pandemic was what really made it all come to fruition. But I, 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 yeah, I definitely think that that's part of that. And how did that shift kind of from that communication degree and working at a corporation in, in Ohio, being a Midwest girl myself, I, I definitely yeah. understand. And now in Texas, I understand that city shuts down versus city doesn't shut down experience. And it's very, <laughs> very entertaining um, when yep. the snow hits. But how, like, what, how did you shift from, from that to now running a national cookie company? Yes, that's a great question. So when I was in Ohio and I was making cookies and bringing them to work, I started to realize pretty quickly that I was in the wrong industry. So marketing, I was working in corporate marketing. I love marketing, but I really 
I realized that marketing banking products wasn't exactly exciting for me. Um, I mean, I don't know, uh, but I still, I use one of the banks I worked for. I actually use now as a business owner. So it's kind of, and I used to be in business marketing. So it's kind of fun to like, I used to help support the, the businesses and now I'm the business that they're supporting. So it's kind of fun how that's, how that's been full circle. But a couple of years into working there, I realized I'm in the wrong industry. I love food. This is my calling. I wasn't a very good cook. I mean, I can admit I bought little packets of rice that you put in the microwave. I did. I couldn't make rice. Like that was a real story. And and so my sister came to me and she was. Uh, she said, you know, you should go to culinary school. You should work in the food industry. This is something you always loved, and I see how much joy it brings you. And so that was the moment I realized, okay, I'm going to switch careers. So I moved back to California, where I went for my undergraduate at Chapman University. Went back to California. My sister was there going to school, getting her master's. So we lived together and I said, well, if I'm going to go to culinary school, I'm going to go to one of the best culinary schools. And so I signed up for Cordon Bleu in Los Angeles. I got in and I went and that was just like, you know, if I'm going to be in this industry, I need to know how to make rice, first of all. And I, I need to be able to understand the culture of a kitchen, which is very specific, you know, the language. Yes, chef, you know behind this, that, the terms, how to make simple things, right? Like the, the foundational elements, right? Your mother's sauces, et cetera, you know, really understanding that I wanted to, to be taken seriously in the industry. So I needed to have that foundation. So that was the big shift was realizing I love marketing, wasn't in the right industry, moving, going to school. And then from there, I really wanted to work in the entertainment industry. And so that is when I actually got an internship with Curtis Stone. And that was kind of like he, he his team called the school looking for an intern. And then long story short, I ended up working with him for over two years and just loved it, like food styling and R&D. Um, we traveled the world doing live cooking shows. And I was on stage with him, his little sidekick. And uh, anytime we were traveling, we were actually in Texas quite a bit. I would do morning shows with him. And, and then that, you know, little did I know at that time, that was just preparing me for now and being able to do my own food styling and developing all of my own cookie recipes. So a little every step along the journey helped me to get here. Um, and then I worked for him for a couple of years. And then I stayed in LA and I freelanced. So I worked with Giada, Food Network, several other chefs and morning shows. And um, it just kind of continued to evolve. This whole idea of bringing people together through food was just something I became so passionate about. And that was kind of that, that was the transition from corporate to food was that shift right there. Yeah, I love that. There's so many nuggets there that I love. One is that you worked, it sounds like for chefs that really had that same ethos of food around community or community around food. Um, and so they really instilled those values that were super important to you. I also love those chefs, didn't have, didn't work with them, but I have worked in <laughs> restaurants in the past. Um, I had the honor of working with a chef, Art Smith, who was Oprah's personal chef for a long time when he opened uh -huh. a restaurant in Chicago. Wow. And uh, it was, Table 52 was the name of the restaurant. And it was such an amazing experience to work there. And the community around 
around it was so, so strong. And um, so I did, I was front of the house. I wasn't back of the house, but the, the work ethic that goes into what you must have had to l- learn in culinary school, but also that in day in and day out in all of the R&D and in all the food styling and the precision that's required for that is so incredible. And, and sometimes also the monotony, like we had one or two guys in the kitchen that like all they did was peel potatoes and cut potatoes all day long because (laughs) that, I mean, I think it was kind of like the train the like throw them to the wolves training type thing. Let's see if he can handle Mm -hmm. doing this every day. But I still also in my kitchen at home, when there's just two of us say behind to my husband all the time, or like kind of use that same vernacular. And the (laughs) first few years of us being together, very confused why I was always saying things like that. But it was so ingrained in my head from even just working in the front of the house. And because the quarters are typically really, really tight if people aren't familiar with kitchens and, and there's lots of flames and there's lots of intensity and you need to be going, especially in restaurants at like kind of, uh, a precise, high quality, incredibly fast speed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because especially at that caliber. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're right. It was, it was hardcore. And, and, um, I, you know, side note is like, I, at that restaurant, I was known for being the one that was able to, if someone had to wait a longer period of time for their table, maybe on the second turn or something like that, which those of you that aren't familiar with that, they're usually the ev- the later in the evening seatings. They might not be so happy, especially since we were a really small restaurant and there wasn't a lot of space to wait and it was cold outside if it was winter. And I got sat always with those tables. And they intentionally did it because they knew that my disposition 90% of the time shifted people pretty quickly into the enjoyment of the experience and back to why they came to our restaurant. But after a while of always being given those tables, I was like, hey guys, I know I'm really good at this, but could I like not be the only one that gets these tables? So I'm not being (laughs) challenged all day, all night to Uh enhance their experience. Um, Yeah. But it's, uh, that was kind of a a off topic, but it was really making sure that their community or their moment of connection was the best possible. And I love, I'm kind of giving in that same sense as, as you are through cookies. My job was to enhance their experience through the kind of streamlined ease of the evening and make sure that I was basically not seen almost, you know, if they wanted to engage me and be part of their experience, I certainly was happy to, but most of the time it was to make sure that all of their needs were being met without them ever knowing that they needed those things. Um, and it sets you up for such a really unique way to continue living your life when you've kind of lived in the culinary world for a while. It's true. I mean, we think about when people go out to eat, right? They're usually going out, especially at a caliber of a restaurant like that, right? They're going out to celebrate something, each other, time together, a date night, uh, a milestone, et cetera. And so 
again, you're using food as a vehicle of bringing people together to celebrate, to whatever, right? To cherish, to just because we don't need a reason to come together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that same idea of like you created that environment for them to come and really enjoy their evening and leave saying, okay, we, we celebrated, we came together. We, you know, we refilled and recharged our batteries. We had time together. And so, um, you know, and that's some. In, in my business, that your role is kind of my role to make sure that people get the best cookies, beautiful packaging, the personalized note looks really nice, and that their whole experience of ordering the cookies to shipping and someone receiving them or them receiving it like that, that's me. You and I are like, you know, playing in the, we're the conductors in the orchestra, right? We're creating this environment for people to really find those moments together. And so, you can kind of take that analogy almost of like togetherness through food and apply it to a restaurant, to a donut, to a cookie, to a whatever, right? And so um, it's using that idea of like, what is that thing that's bringing people together? And for me, it's a cookie, but for you, it was a delicious fine dining experience and meal. So Well, and I love that as well. I mean, as you continue to talk, I just keep thinking of all these experiences where food brought me together or caused me to slow down. You know, I think we're all moving at such a fast pace in this day and age. And it sounds like the way that you're describing that you are so intentional in your packaging, in the note, in the quality of the cookie, in the ingredients going into the cookie, in the R&D of various different types of cookies that may create conversation in themselves. Kind of like how we talk about, have you seen this show or heard this podcast? Have you tried this new type of cookie with this new arrangement of flavors? And and I love that. And it's it's really a moment that allows us to slow down, stop and savor the cookie, the time with the other person, having young kids. I have a three and six year old. So cookies are a big part of our life. And Mm -hmm. they, they, you know, there's so much to go around the experience of the cookie. Do you dunk it in milk? Do you not dunk it in milk? Like my husband has a really special memory from his childhood around cookies and holiday cookies and kind of taking this moment of teaching our daughters how to eat those cookies and really giving them these moments and experiences to possibly remember for a lifetime and maybe share with their children. And the girls have so much fun doing it. I don't engage in the process often because I want this to be their special moment. And I have a ton of special moments with my girls. He travels a lot, so he doesn't get as many. So it's really fun to get to see him have this thing. And it happens to be around cookies and how it can really create that connection. So your company, Cookies with Tiffany, I also love that you have like kind of use some ways of giving back to community and giving back. So could you talk a little bit about how, where that was inspired from, what it is and, you know, elaborate for us? Yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, we are really fortunate about a year ago, we started, uh, Two years ago, two years ago, uh, we've been in business for three years. We started doing a give back and we were in a position where we could. And so two organizations that are very near and dear to my heart is a Swedish hospital and then children's hospital. So both uh, local here in Seattle. I was born at Swedish hospital and um, we're specifically focusing on the, can- the breast cancer Institute at Swedish. And so my mom has, has fought and, uh, and, 
fought and won and beat and all the things cancer twice at Swedish. So we're very you know grateful to Swedish for, for that. And then Children's Hospital, just growing up as a kid, right, playing sports, there was many visits to the Children's Hospital. Um, and then I also volunteered there for four years in high school in the emergency room at Children's. And so what a great experience that was. And then a couple years in high school, I also ran a big toy drive through our school. We were on the news. I mean, like 500, 1,000 toys we gathered for patients that were spending the holidays at the hospital. So I'm very, those are two organizations I'm very passionate for. So being in a situation where I can do a gift back to two organizations that are personally, genuinely near and dear to my heart is something that I'm so grateful that I can do. Um, and I think, you know, from the very beginning, I've always wanted to be able to help others. And so I am helping others by creating a, a vehicle, a cookie is the vehicle of uh, bringing people together. Um, but then there's one other way that I can do that. And it's just by helping my local community that's helping me, right? So we're all supporting each other. A really special story that I heard a couple of years ago was a, a gal had reached out to me and she said, I just want to thank you for supporting Children's Hospital. Her daughter had gone through cancer treatment there and had spent years going through treatment. And she said that there were so many things at the hospital that were so, you know, gave her so much joy. And one of them was a pet therapy program. And one of them was the toys they would do at holidays. And so we specifically are, are donating our money at Children's to the pet therapy program because I have a dog and I've loved dogs. And I think any way we can bring cheer to those in need, uh, maybe they can't have a cookie, but if it's something like a fluffy dog that comes and sits by their Bed and we do little playing cards and bandanas. Like, how cool is that? I love that. Well, and you're also finding out another way to create community through your give back program to the the children and the pets. I mean, I know that at my daughter's school, there's a dog that is not quote unquote a therapy dog. I think the mother must be in training, but she stands outside the school every single day with her dog Piper. And any of the kids that want to like, that are feeling nervous or don't want to leave their parents and are having separation anxiety, often she invites them to come engage with her dog, who's the sweetest dog in the world. And that just gives them one step closer to getting inside the school. And, and that's much step further away from their parents. And I personally had a daughter that was had high anxiety about separation at periods of time throughout the school year. And Piper was such a, a joy to her and something that she really got to in, really engage with. And she's always wanted a pet and I'm just not ready to take care of something else personally. <laughs> and so, <Understand. laughs> yeah, so two kids is enough for me right now. Um, yeah. but she, I mean, they brought a birth, they, they had a birthday party at the school for Piper and Piper has just become unofficially like part of the school. And so I love that you found a way that you can bring that joy to other children that are going through something so scary and intense and isolating and bringing them someone that they can really snuggle with or have friendship with or have laughter with is so amazing that 
it seems like has been a, a strong part of your life always, but that you figured out a way through your business quite early on, may I add, to give back. I mean, three years within a biz, in, into a business is an early time to really start giving back in that way. Um, yeah. And that's a testament to how you've um, set up your business to make sure that you are able to do that. That's clearly a um, foundational value to sure. you. Sure. And I think what's really important to add too is that an advice that I always give people is that when you start a business, start a business with the value add. What is something that you're doing that's creating incredible value? And if you're doing that and to the value for me is I'm bringing people together. I'm creating cheer and joy. I'm bringing back nostalgia. I love you said that earlier. I love that's my favorite word is nostalgia, nostalgia. Uh, memories, traditions, the taste, the smell of it baking, the sound of the, you know, scooping the sugar out of the bin. I mean, just all of that, right? And it's like finding all those little moments. So if you, if the value is there, then people will, will buy into the value and the rest will come, right? Financially, right? So in theory, if you have great product, good value, you know, there's a few other things in there too, right? But it's so true. And I think a lot of people will just start with, I'm going to be really rich and I'm going to do all these things. Well, that's one way to start. But really, at the end of the day, like, make sure that whatever you're doing is very genuine and you full heartedly believe in it. Uh, and for me, what I'm doing in terms of creating community is very genuine. So I love teaching people. So, you know, I had the table together before this, which was back in California. And it was all about getting people back in the kitchen, teaching them how to cook, not taking it themselves so seriously. You make a mistake, start over, you burn your toast, put another piece in the toaster, right? You spill your milk clean it up. So this whole idea of just like, it's very genuine for me of what I'm doing. And I think because of that, I'm always trying to find ways that I can make it more than just a cookie, right? It's not just a cookie at the end of the day. It is, I'm selling cookies, but it's so much more than that. I'm inspiring people to find their cookie, right? From a business side, like I'm inspiring other entrepreneurs to figure out what is your cookie, so for me, it's a cookie, but what's your cookie? And use that as a metaphor. So I'm very grateful for this community that is that believes in me and our product and that supports us. And I'm just always trying to find ways to continue to bring this to life. I love that comment. What's your cookie? Like uh, that is just such a great way for to inspire, as you said, people to really figure out what it is that drives them and take that leap of faith to do that. Um, I also, in there, you were talking all about kind of that connection and ability to give back and how you're able to do that. And I just find it so inspiring what you've created with your company um, and all the the really intentional decisions it seems as though you've made along the way. And I think that's super important when looking at opening a business, whether that be product or service-based, that you're really intentional in what your foundational values are and intentional yeah. in the steps you make. Now, it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. There's a sure. big component <laughs> that's R&D, whether you're, you're doing, re, doing that with cookies or whether you're doing that with some other business. And there will be times that you fall on your face. But I love the opportunity to kind of, as I listen to your life's journey, you kind of have this uh, overarching feeling of always saying yes. And like this opportunity presented itself and yes, I'm going to take that. And this is how I'm going to use that skill set, knowledge, experience that I've had to get it to the ultimate place that I am 
falling into or want to create or whatever it may be. And that's such a special ability and characteristic. Not everybody has that. There's a lot of people that just say no, but, and full stop and they don't, (laughs) you know, and, and I love that, you know, you have just been able to take kind of a scary time that we all went through and blossom something really beautiful through cookies with Tiffany. You know, you, you, I, I think, I believe I read on, on your website, somewhere, maybe Instagram, that you (laughs) cookies became such a beautiful vehicle because so many of us were having Zoom meetups and things like that, that we could share and talk about it. And it's something since you you shipped nationwide, you were able to, people could have similar things and Mm -hmm. discover it together, even though they weren't necessarily together. Um, And do you think that helped? I mean, that sounds strange to say, but do you think that period of time maybe helped expedite the growth of your business um, in some way? Yeah, you know, and I started the company because I was actually also let go from my job. I was working here in Seattle for another company as their COO, so operations, business development, and I was let go. And I went back to what is something that like I'm craving? What are people craving? And so they are craving that togetherness because they were on Zoom, because they couldn't travel to their you know, a baby shower or weddings are being canceled and all these big milestone moments were happening and you couldn't be a part of it. And so that is, um, I think really that moment that I realized like, yes, we need to do this. This is something that people need to come together through Zoom. So, but I'm saying that only because I haven't had a normal year. What's normal, right? Mm -hmm. I started during the pandemic. So shipping was huge. Then we kind of working our way through it. And now it's like shipping is still great, but now our events, our pop-ups, farmers markets, things that we couldn't really do at the scale that we do now is actually growing is stronger. And so, and then I got a retail store, which would have been closed. So it's hard to say, because I think it gave us a lot of recognition very quickly because of the story behind it. And sure, it's a great cookie and people were loving the cookies and companies were loving that they had something that they could send nationwide to their team and get on zoom. Um, But it's just, it is funny to say, maybe that gave us that the story, like people became aware of the story, but every year something is, is really propelling, right? Like stronger than the the year before. And it's like, but shipping was here and now it, now it's here. And now we're over here, you know, and we're doing pop-ups at like stores all over the city. And, um, we're going to be downtown doing pop-ups and buildings. No one was in those buildings two years ago. So it's, so yes, but it, it's just funny to think of the evolution of the business and, um, and, and how you mentioned too, is about being intentional, but I think also trusting the process with everything that you do, trusting that you have a great product. People are talking about it. They love our cookies. They're coming back. They're, you know, we, we were published in a lot of media outlets here in Seattle. We're actually on uh, Fox Studio 13 every month doing a cooking show to this day since uh, March. Every month this year, we've been doing a cooking show. And so people are receptive to our idea, our story, our product, our brand. So that's great, but you have to be willing to pivot. 
right? And, and do your due diligence and, and run your numbers and find people that are smarter than you in different areas of your business, right? Find someone that can help you with the legal and the accounting and the marketing and digital marketing, you know, find people. And I have an amazing team that supports me and I get to kind of like sit up here and say, yes. And what do you think about that? And, you know, and the other thing that I think is really interesting is people always say, you always say we, like, who's we? Like, isn't it just, isn't it you? Like, who's we? And I talk about, I have a team of about anywhere between seven and 12 people at one time working with us and heavier in the summer, less heavier other times of the year. And I talk about we, because first of all, my dad is here in our office every single day, helping me stamp bags cut ribbon. I know on a bias. So it's pretty. And my dad's like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) folding boxes. So like, that's the we, but I could not do this without my team and my community. Right. And so that is something also that I think people uh, that also helped propel us in the beginning was just really that, like, she's, she's not saying I'm starting a company. Her cookies with Tiffany. It's very much like we, we are all in this together and cookies are going to help us get through it. And uh, so that's kind of what's really special and how, what makes me feel great about what I do is, is I make a great cookie, but I, I'm creating a, mo- a movement of togetherness. I love that. And you must be so excited as someone that kind of loves being around other people and that sense of community in person, that the store and pop-ups and farmer's markets and all of that is becoming much bigger. I'm sure you have also people that show up and help with you in the day-to-day of those things, um, because one person can't be everywhere, but, um, (laughs) I try, I try, (laughs) but that must be so exciting and really invigorating as you kind of shift every year. It's probably a little head scratching at times of like, why is this shifting and changing? But I love that that opportunity is expanding for you and that more people get to enjoy your presence and your smile and really get to be with you and whom I'm also would imagine, I'm sure the people that work with you, often we hire people that are either similar to us in personality or have that same essence or value structure. So anyone that works at Cookies with Tiffany, I'm going to guess probably has a lot of those same values. um, They're pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they like cookies. I'm like, you have to like cookies. You have to eat cookies and you have to like talking about cookies because that's just what we do. We talk about cookies all day long, every day. And so do you have like a favorite cookie right now? I imagine it always changes, especially since you're R&Ding or do you not use a favorite cookie because (laughs) I know I, you know, I hate playing favorites. Like, you know, the cookies are my kids, including my my dog here. Um, (laughs) Someone just asked me that same question this morning, which is funny. What's your favorite cookie? And I gave her four. I love it. I meant your favorite. I'm like, no, but then the toffee on the molasses on a rainy day, the chocolate chip, I'm feeling really classic. Um, No, my favorite. I love that you answered that way because I was just going to say like, I bet you for different moods, there's a different cookie or like a rainy cookie or because I mean, at least most people have a different style of coffee or hot beverage that they like at different times of the day or the year or the season or whatever may be happening. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now my s'more cookie, it's, it's my all time favorite. It is what puts on the map. And then 
Ah, oh, then a chocolate chip and then the toffee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going to yeah. go with s'more. We're going with yeah. s'more. Final I mean, answer. And, and s'more has a dual nostalgia to it because we oh, all yeah. think of like being around a campfire and you often can't experience a s'more, although they've tried to recreate it with like these flame things you can buy on Amazon or, yeah. or busy moms make them in the microwave or whatever it may be to create that experience. But there's this yeah. feeling and essence around s'mores. Uh, being a Midwesterner that grew up on Lake Michigan and did a lot of bonfires. I had a lot of s'mores growing up yeah. and uh-huh. um, traditional way. So I have a very strong feeling to that. And I could really dive into a s'more cookie. Like yeah, that well, we're, we're going to ship amazing. you some s'mores. We'll talk about <laughs> yeah. that later. My, we're getting these in your hands. Yeah. I was like, the, <laughs> the girls in my house, they are often requesting s'mores. So oh, um, good. We'll yes, bring in some, yes. some s'mores. I say everything but the campfires yes, <laughs> yes. in that cookie. It's yes. so good. But yeah, no, and it's kind of fun. It's like, what's your favorite cookie? And and yeah, it's to a mood, right? I mean, and, just, and we have chocolate cookies. We have, and we try to use as many local ingredients as possible. Our butter, our eggs, our toffee is made locally. Our habanero sea salt is made mm. local. I mean, so we just, yeah, we use the best ingredients. And we think that by treating things simply and using the best ingredients possible, the rest speaks for itself. Well, and there you go again. You're giving back to the community or engaging in your local community through uh, all of those amazing products. And and there is definitely some amazing high quality ingredients and products that can be sourced out near you. Um, yes. And, you know, Tiffany, I have just enjoyed today's conversation so much. Let everyone know where they can find your cookies, um, if yeah. they're local or nationwide, and we'll put it all in the show notes. And if great. they uh, want to connect with you in any way. Yes. Well, thank you. I had a great time too. Um, so cookies with Tiffany, uh, com is our website. You can order there for national shipping, uh, us only right now. And then you can find us on Instagram and Facebook cookies with Tiffany there as well. If you're in Seattle, we're in five weekly farmers markets. We also have a bake shop that's so cute in Madrona neighborhood. So when you come and visit Seattle, come check out the bakery. Um, And so uh, we have lots of locations here and you can also subscribe to our newsletter called The Crumb. So cute, right? And that's where we're always telling you where we are, what we're doing, pop-ups downtown, et cetera. And we do corporate gifting as well. So with holidays coming, it's a great time to put together, curate little boxes with personalized notes and branded cards and ribbons for your team. So you can find us everywhere. I love that. (laughs) And as you were just talking, it reminded me that my husband's cousins live in Seattle. So I'm going to be sending them to your bake shop and uh, farmer's market ASAP. Yes, They are love love coffee. So they are going to dive headfirst into that. And they've got kiddos too. So great. We we love that. Yes. yes, send them our way. Make and sure dogs. they say hi when they get and dogs. Great. Tell, make sure they say they introduce themselves and say hello. I <laughs> sure will. Well, Tiffany, thank you again. And for everyone out there listening, this has been Cultivating Wellness Media with Lara Ashley. Keep on trailblazing that emerging journey. I'm sending you a virtual hug because you've just reached the end of another incredible episode of Cultivating Wellness Media. Time sure flies when you're diving into inspiring content, doesn't it? If you're hungry for more or eager to share your own wellness journey, I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram. Don't forget to visit the show notes for all the necessary contact details. Keep cultivating your well-being and spreading that positive energy until we meet again. Thank you for joining me on this trailblazing adventure.